That's good. What, Liam? You need to come back here. <laughs> we haven't yet finished with you. Sorry. Um, Angus prayed for you. We will continue to pray for you. But as a church, we try by God's grace as we listen to you where the Lord might be leading you. And one thing we discover, you got a passion for not only knowing God's word, but even knowing it in its original language. So, and we don't know where the Lord is going to lead you. So I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed tonight because we ordered a Hebrew Bible. It's still on its way. But <laughs> you got a new, this is wonderful. You can go and look at it. It's going to help you to see how people struggle to translate the Bible. <laughs> and so, so this is God's word. And when that Hebrew Bible comes, you'll get it. It just delayed post office. No. <laughs> but here is God's word for you. God bless you. Thank you. Let's give him a big round of applause. <laughs> Before we come to communion, um, praying for this service, normally for those who are familiar in, with our services who have been coming here, um, tonight was planned for something else. And as we were just uh, listening to the Lord praying and listening to um, Liam as we've been journeying over coffees and hot chocolate and just chatting and I thought the Lord might be directing us to something else. So I just want to share with you something that uh, I've been pondering and uh, it started with Liam's question. He's a very bright guy and when he asks you a question, sometimes you just pause and think, how am I going to answer that? And one of the questions he asked me during our time together, he said, Abby, did you feel any different when you were baptized? Did you feel any different after you came out of the waters of baptism? So I was uh, chatting that question actually with his mom and Steve popped in in a typical Steve way of answering a question. He just uh, had the conversation and I bounced again the question to him. He said, the answer, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's not helpful. <laughs> How am I gonna answer? Liam's question. I did share with him something. But then praying and thinking about the service this evening, what happened to the Ethiopian eunuch immediately after he was baptized struck me.
That what is coming on the screen, as you can see. After he was baptized, when they came out of the water, the spirit, and I pray that the Lord filled Liam with the spirit, suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Joy. Joy is something we cannot explain. But if something happened to you, Liam. I'm sure if this Ethiopian eunuch had the, the hymn that was composed in the, the 18th century, Oh, happy day that fixed my choice. On thee, my Savior and my God, well may this glowing heart rejoice and tells this rapture all abroad. Oh, happy day. Um, I think the Ethiopian eunuch could have gone and singing, oh, happy day. You want to join me? Oh, happy day. <laughs> you don't know this song. He got to watch and pray and rejoicing every day. Hallelujah, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. And Jesus washed my sins away. He could have gone again to sing this done, the great transaction done. I am the Lord's and his mind. He drew me and I followed him on. Charm to confess the voice divine. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day when Jesus. Genius. He taught me how to watch and pray and rejoicing every day. Hallelujah, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus washed my sins away. Even though he did not sing that way, but I'm sure as he went on his way, and also to continue to evangelize that joy that he felt and he had and was given to him, no one could take it away. Joy is a mark of true believers. Joy is a gift. As we hear, the Bible tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And then next you hear is joy. Joy. Even in the midst of the suffering which you struggle to understand. But look at this verse, verses. And I was listening, I'm like, wow, glad that the Lord led us this way. First Peter, chapter one, from verse six. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all 
kind of trial. In other words, even in the midst of suffering, the Lord grant us this gift of joy. And verse 8 takes us to another level. As it says, though you have not seen him. Liam, we have not yet seen the Lord face to face. But we love him. Because he loves you. He loves us. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an expressible and glorious joy. People around you, without you knowing, they're gonna observe and notice. Not they're like a big brother looking how Liam is gonna behave, but they're gonna see themselves. There's something in this young man that we don't have. In every Christian, friends, this is the joy. When we are the children of God, one thing that is given to us, joy, even in the midst of suffering and trials. Troubles, in other words, will never stop us rejoicing. I was thinking of the apostles themselves in Acts chapter 4, verse 41. They have just been beaten for the Lord, for the sake of the Lord. And they have just faced tremendous pain. And yet, as they came out of the jail, as after being beaten, they went rejoicing. Joy, joy. Joy. The Lord gives us. And in his presence, there is a fullness of joy. And one way to see the Lord is through this element of a communion. Because he is with us by his spirit. And one day we shall feast with him and with all those who have gone before us. So even though you did not feel anything, but I, I saw your face beaming, joy, done. Did you do that by your own strength? No, the Lord has been working and will continue to work and bring his work in you and through you to completion. All of us who have the Lord and who have gone through this, we know that the something will never be taken away from us because God has poured out in us his spirit that it gives us joy. And if you are not yet a Christian, you are seeking, I, I really implore you to consider the Lord because he gives 
something, many things, which the world is never be able to give us. And one of the things that the world can never be able to give us is joy. May we come to this table with a thanksgiving in our heart because here, as we see the bread, as we see the cup, we remember what the Lord has done. But also, we are proclaiming his death, that he died, just like we have put Liam into the water. But Jesus rose again because that's what we hear from the word. And we trust the word. Not uh, why should we trust the word. We trust the word. That according to the scripture, Jesus died and rose again. And in him, we have victory. Come. For one night, just before he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. Having given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his friend, the disciple, and said, take it, eat it. This is my body, which is given for you. And we hear later on in the scripture that whenever you eat this bread, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. After the supper, he took the cup and said, this is my blood that is sealing a new covenant. You belong to me. And we hear later on that whenever we drink from that cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whether you like it or not, I was chatting with a friend. I said to him, before you leave your, your time of study here in St. Andrews, would you preach here in the church? And he said, oh, well, this thought keep chasing me because uh, I promise my dad I will never preach because uh, preachers will be most judged. But I think I will preach. I was like, yes, Lord. So whether you be here or not, you are a preacher. As we take communion, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Cameroon is going to come and give thanks and then uh, we're going to share this time together. After Cameroon has given thanks, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Cameroon first. <laughs>